Hello, listeners. This is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk for Sunday, October 28th, 2018. What a Sunday it has been. Paris Saint-Germain go into the Stade Velodrome, and they defeat Olympique de Marseille again, this time 2-0, goals by Kylian Mbappe and Julian Draxler. Both goals came in the second half. This, in my opinion, was one of my favorite PSG wins of the season. Actually, it is my favorite PSG win of the season, and it might be my favorite PSG win of the last two seasons, because you saw something really different from Paris Saint-Germain today. Some of it was forced upon them, but also some of it was a tactical uh, adjustment that they made. Go back to Wednesday evening in the Parc des Princes. PSG were torn apart in the first half by Napoli, especially in the transition game. They had no ability to stop Napoli from getting the ball into dangerous positions, and Napoli made them pay twice. In this game, they were without Ensign Cavani, who injured himself on Friday. I think he injured his uh, thigh or something along that line, or his calf. It was a leg injury. And reportedly, because Adrian Rabiot and Kylian Mbappe missed a meeting or were late to a meeting, this is according to RMC, um, Thomas Tuchel benched them for the first half. So the lineup you got was basically a 3-5-2 of sorts. You had Nsoki, Karen, Marquinhos as the back line. Ariola was the goalie. You had a, a kind of a wing... The wing players were Munier and Bernat. Your midfield, for lack of a better term, was Verratti, Draxler, and Di Maria, who tended to drift from offense to defense, but I thought put in a really excellent defensive shift in this game. And Neymar and Maxime Chopomoting up top. Uh, Marseille were pretty much at full strength. They decided not to play a regular nine to start the game. They went with Payet and Tovan and Ocampo sort of rotating the false nine role. And I thought it was an interesting chess match in the first half. You, you saw that Marseille really wanted to take away the middle of the field. They were going to take away Neymar. They were going to force Neymar to dribble into traffic. Neymar is going to do that sometimes. That's just how he plays. He's confident in his ability to break defenses down. Sometimes he can do it, and there's a lot of times where if a defense is playing well enough, they can't. So you got a lot of that. You've got a lot of balls out wide that didn't really lead to much from a PSG standpoint. And in the first half, Marseille were really strong defensively, just like they were a year ago in this same fixture. Now, on the other hand, I thought this was PSG's best performance in a really long time defensively. Like, Marseille, even though they had their moments where they had the ball and they were able to sort of control some midfield passing, they were not able to get good shots. They were not able to really threaten Paris Saint-Germain's goal in any sort of significant way in the first half. They got balls into the box, they had corners, but it just you never felt like Marseille had the ability to get through PSG 
defensively. And that was for a couple of reasons. One is that Marseille, even though they're a good league on offense, they're not necessarily an elite European footballing offense. Another thing that was interesting, though, I think there was sort of more in play here was the defensive work of Tilo Kerr and Stanley and Soki. Stanley and Soki was absolutely tremendous in this game. And especially in the first half where there were moments where he was left on islands. He was left tracking back and making sure that those OM players couldn't make the runs that they were trying to make. He made a good defensive play on Tovan. He made a good defensive play on um, Inji. And Soki, in a, the first game he's played in a while, really showed why he should be playing more. And I'm confused as to why he doesn't play more. Because you can play him in a back three. As you saw, you can play him in what eventually turned into a back four in the second half. He just bumps inside and they move uh, Tilo Kerr to left back or right back. There was, there was, I think, a really good... Uh, concerted effort by PSG to make sure that they were covered defensively in that first half. And Nsoki was a major part of that. And I think his versatility on that back line should get him more minutes. And I think this game did open up a lot of people's eyes. Hopefully Tomas Tuchel takes this game and starts to incorporate Nsoki more into the, into the defense because he absolutely deserves to play there. Tilo Kerr, he won duels. He was physical. He didn't let people get by him. He took a yellow card in the end of the first half that was really smart that uh, stopped a fast break attempt by Marseille. I, I can't say enough how happy I was about the defensive effort in this game. And it's not just that back line. Meunier was tracking back. Bernat was doing the best he could. Marseille really wanted to go to his side. And I thought he got help. Obviously, Nsoki was there to help him. But Bernat, for the most part, was sort of able to hold up and not make the catastrophic mistake. And I've always said that about Juan Bernat. He can give you some things offensively. The thing that he's a liability on is his defense. And if you can mitigate that damage and you can give him help, you at least make him somewhat valuable to put into the game. Um, Verratti was excellent. As really the only true midfielder that PSG put out there, he was dynamic. He didn't. Uh, he didn't crack under pressure. He didn't pick up any stupid yellow cards. He was able to do enough defensive work to sort of later in the game allow Di Maria and Draxler to be a little more offensive. But I want to give those two credit as well. They were really good defensively. Draxler helped. Di Maria helped, and it was one of those efforts that. As a PSG fan, you have to be really proud of the way this team worked. Under certainly adverse circumstances, you're in the velodrome. Yes, is Marseille, Naples, or Napoli, or Liverpool? No, they're not. They're not even the second best team in Ligue 1. But they are your rival. This is the game more than any other on their, scal on their calendar that they get up for. The fans get up for it. And with essentially two of your three attacking players out of the lineup in the first half, PSG were able to stalemate the OM attack. And they were able to not allow OM to sneak an early goal and take momentum and force PSG to chase the game. 
PSG almost scored at the end of the half. Kevin Strootman kept the Di Maria shot out of the net on the line. And you go into the half uh, tied at nil-nil. Second half, he doesn't. Uh, Tuchel doesn't bring Di Maria on right away. Sorry, Tuchel doesn't bring Mbappe on right away. Waits about 10-15 minutes. Um, Chopa Moting, who I think tried, um, he was not really in there to get service. He was not really in there to score goals. He was in there to be a body, and he was in there to do some good hold-up play to track back on defense. Sort of a poor man's Olivier Giroud role. And he did it okay. He wasn't great. But again, no catastrophic mistakes. He even had a nice little moment that almost led to that goal, almost goal that I just mentioned at the end of the first half. He gets taken out for Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe comes in in the 62nd minute. He scores in the 65th. Ball, good through ball by Angel Di Maria. Mbappe taps it to himself, beats Bubakar Kamara, and puts it right under Steve Mandanda. 1-0 Paris Saint-Germain. And at that point, Marseille had to go chase the game. They brought both of their strikers on. Uh, and I use strikers in quotation marks because if those two clowns are Marseille's strikers, they're never going anywhere in major European competition. They, they just If there's anything they have to fix, they need a guy that can get in there and score some goals. And Tovan is a goal scorer sort of because no one else scores goals on that team. Um, he's got a little bit of Iron Robin in him, but I, I kind of a poor man's Iron Robin. And he just, he wasn't enough. He got subbed out of the game because he wasn't really playing very well. Dimitri Payet didn't play all that well. Um, best players for Marseille, their midfield is pretty good. Luis Gustavo is always solid. Strutman is solid. Um, I thought Lucas Ocampos, and strike me down for saying this, but this is the best I've ever seen Lucas Ocampos play. Now, I've also called him a disgrace to football, so for him to play really well in my mind, that's not really saying a whole lot in comparison to other normal players. Um, But this is the part of the game, 70th minute, 80th minute, going forward, where PSG locked the game down. They put Adrian Rabio in. They did not make a third substitution to my memory. So the two subs were Mbappe and Rabio. Rabio comes in for Di Maria. They solidify the middle a little bit. And Marseille just gets shut down. They just get thoroughly shut down. And I'll say this. Actually, I'll save this to the end. I'll finish recapping the game, and then I'll sort of wrap it up with what I kind of think overall about this. Um, it was like 80, sorry, I'm, I'm a little under the weather, if you can't tell. Um, 87th minute or so, there's a free kick from Payet. The ball gets hit by Gustavo. Ariola saves it, and then I think somebody puts it in. But there was a bad foul call, and I'll admit it, Um uh, Marquinhos ran into Kevin Strutman and Marquinhos acted like he just got shot by a revolver and he fell down and the ref called a foul on Strutman. It was a bad call, but I think at that point, Marseille decided, well, we have an excuse now. Let's start yelling at the refs and try to, you know, make this loss seem like it wasn't really a loss and we got kind of screwed by the officials. 
Strudman gets a yellow. Rudy Garcia gets thrown out of the game. Um, and you just, you, it really did sort of feel um, kind of, you know, crybaby-ish by Marseille. And, you know, they had six, eight minutes left. They could have went and tried to chase the game. But I think at that point they sort of uh, decided that they would rather yell at the officials. And PSG were able to shut them down. Um, 93rd minute, I think, uh, Valerie Germain with a really desperate attempt to draw a penalty. He jumps over a leg. I think it was Kerr's leg. And he just flops like a fish. And Benoit Bastion doesn't go for it, nor should he have gone for it. And PSG counter the other way. Neymar and Mbappe on the counter. Neymar settles it, slides it towards goal. Not sure whether it was a shot or not, but if it wasn't a shot, it was a really great assist. Julian Draxler on the far right post, taps it in, hand cupped to his ear, the velodrome silent, PSG 2, Marseille 0. And this is where I once again rip off, I believe, one of the sagest minds that we have, Guillaume Delaporte, where he says, and this is uh, this is the phrase in Italian that he has told me before on numerous podcasts. Um, just got to get it here. I bello vincere. Hopefully I did that right. It's good to win. E la sola cosa che conta. It's the only thing that matters. And while this was a big game, this was merely a dress rehearsal. And going to Lille on Friday, uh, 2.45 Eastern Time, uh, I'm not sure, yeah, I think it's 2.45 Eastern Time, they will go to the Stade Pierre Marois, another tough place to play against Lille, who are the second place team in Liga and they're they're eight games back, they're eight points back. So if PSG win, they go eleven points ahead, and they break Tottenham's record of most consecutive league on. Sorry, again, I'm not feeling great, so bear with me. Um, most consecutive league wins to start a season. Tottenham have eleven, PSG have eleven. They've tied the record. They can beat it on Friday. But it's all a dress rehearsal for next Tuesday. And in my mind, if PSG are going to go to Naples and take all three points, or at a very minimum draw, a win puts them in really good in a really good position to qualify. A draw keeps their hopes alive but slim. A loss and they're done. If they're going to go into Naples and do this, it's going to look very similar to what they did tonight. The game plan is going to be very similar. They're going to help on the wings. I think they're going to play a back three. I'm actually pretty sure they're going to play a back three. They're going to be solid. They're going to hustle, but they're going to have to hustle back. They're going to have to play defense. And they're going to have to hit Neymar and Mbappe on counters. That's how they're going to do it. They're not going to dominate in the midfield. They're not going to win the ball back in Naples ha- in Napoli's half. 
That's not going to happen. They're going to win this game or draw it by playing hard-nosed Italian football. They're going to have to go to Italy and play like the Italians. And if they can do that, and they did a little bit of it against Marseille, I think they have a good shot. Because this, what I saw today, was incredibly encouraging. Because it showed that they could. Now, Napoli is a much better team than Marseille. But the principles are still basically the same. You help on the wings. You don't allow Napoli to cut into the middle. You push everything wide. And you play good, solid defense in the box. And then you counter. And you use your speed and you use your skill to win one-on-ones in the counter game. Get a goal or two. Shut Napoli down on the offensive side. And win the game. They have the formula. Tuchel clearly has the formula he needs. The question is, can the players on the field come a week and a half from now, can they execute it? That's the question now. Can they execute it? And with the season on the line, with the Champions League season on the line, and maybe more than that on the line, it'll be time for PSG to show that they can. A lot going on. uh, A lot going on here at PSG Talk. I'll have an article out this week sometime. Um, We have... Our exclusive interview with Yahoo France um, correspondent Amber Godlin that Guillaume did a couple of days ago. It's still up there. If you haven't listened to it, please do so. It's fantastic. Um, We have a new PSG Talking coming out with Guillaume, Mel Brennan, and James Taylor. Or I think that's his name. I I know his name. Uh, His name is James. He's a good guy. But I'm not sure his last name. I have to look that up. Now I'm going to be annoyed because I didn't look that up. Because I want to give him proper credit. You know, I want to know what his actual name is. So let's see if I can find it. James Teague. Thank you. It's James Teague. Sorry, James. Um, so look out for that. We'll have a probably another PSG talking heading into the heading into the Napoli game. And we'll probably have a PSG small talk covering the game against Lille. And previewing the Champions League game against Napoli. I will probably have a guest for that. So stay tuned. Um, You can follow PSG Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our podcasts. If you're just following us through websites and links, just subscribe to our podcasts in any podcast app. We are on in Australia. PSG Talk, PSG Small Talk, PSG Talking. We have gone to Australia. We have, um, I believe it's FNR Football Nation Radio will have us on if you're listening to us from Australia. Um, thank you very much. Uh, they've been an invaluable partner over the last month, and we appreciate their support of us. Um, I think that's all the plugging I have to do. Um, so for PSG Talk, this has been... Mark Damon saying au revoir for now.